1: Visit sprout.ph slash payrollstartermonthly5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode.
0: The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustle share PDAX. Also powered by PodMachine the simplest way to grow and edit your podcast sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HustleShare to get one free edit
2: and you have to understand that this person is also coming from a perspective that wants to grow the company wants to hit your targets wants to create value everybody here no matter what the fight is trying to create value for the company
0: welcome to hustle share the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster bae-yong
1: Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustler Podcast. We finally got the guys. My God. The last time I've had one of these guys, it was in episode 2. We are now in episode 2. Hundred and two. That means we're ancient in the podcasting world But oh my god, if if, if there's one team that deserves a lot of credit And again, the the story of a perfect hustle of longevity It's this team So without further ado, let's welcome to the show Mr. Bing Tan, Kiba Bernardo, and Hubert Yap of Patworks Welcome to the show, guys are you Thank doing? you, thank you for having us, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Big fan. These are OGs. Long, uh, they've been in the game longer than I have. I'm not carbon dating you, but that's what it is. So, again, as, as I was saying, episode number two, I still remember. It was, when Ch- it was a Saturday. I had donuts on. Mister Eva, I invited him over to like, hey, bro, I'm trying to do this podcast. Would you like to guest? And I, I had a mess of a setup. <laughs> but he came over. Now, 200 episodes later, he's there. So as much as I want to really uh, dive in to the backstory of Iba, you can just listen to episode two and compare how that was and how we are now. But before I get carried away, guys, I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Guys, what's your hustle? Well, it's PackWorks is in the
3: uh, business of helping... Uh... Our sari sari stores actually turn challenges into opportunities. Wow. Uh, in essence, what we've really come to do is provide them with a platform where it could make business easier for them. I think that's the keyword. No, so inflation, high fuel cost, everything so expensive. What would be the best way that you can drive value to the nanays, uh, which is pretty much a cornerstone of every barangay every city in the Philippines, right? It sounds so visionary, but technically, it's an ERP
1: for Sari Sari stores. (laughs) And again, it's a matriarchal society. The moms run the world. And if you empower them, the whole country is better. But guys, I have a seven-seater here. Iba, back then when we started this out, we never had a seven-seater. I know you're a two-niner either, but we we use seven-seaters here. I need you guys to buckle up. Because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. All right, No comotes in my... (laughs) In my... In my... my Spaceship or Hustle Share Time Machine. Because again, before we uh, talk about Hackworks, which again, for sure, I will call Sari for so many times. We have to go all the way back. So of course... Let's start with Bing. Okay, So Bing, I want to understand your your entrepreneurial journey because I know you're the geek of the group. And you've always been one. I've heard about your story a little bit when I've had Ray back here when you were helping them out with QuickWire and whatnot. But talk to me about your first love or how did you get into technology and entrepreneurship early on? My
3: God, that's going to be a long time. We are dinosaurs in the industry. Um, I started being an entrepreneur way back in two thousand two. Uh, wow. I actually really did software outsourcing development for the longest time. You no, know? mm. um, I've been doing it for twenty years. Hubert has actually been the one who coined it. Um, I, love create- wow. I love creating. I love creating. I love the concept of uh, building something from nothing, right? But I was also young then. I didn't know it was that difficult. But uh, in essence, I've always been in technology. I've always uh, been working as a developer. And I've worked with Ray, for example, as a Mm -hmm. startup. Because uh, these are the kinds of things that excited me, right?
1: Uh, Trying to solve problems using technology. Got it. I want to just zero in. Because... Again, the Philippines is a hotbed for tech talent, right? But the unfortunate thing sometimes is that as a country, we always sell our expertise. As again, BPO style, dev shop, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But with the same skill set, you can actually build product, which eventually built in, in Packworks, right? But walk me through why it's such a lucrative business to run a dev shop, to run a BPO outsourcing type of thing, especially you've been in the game for so long. Because if it didn't work, of course, you, you'd be doing something else by now. Mm-hmm. But for 20 years, there's there's something about dev work, and I've ran this as well myself when I was running Chatbot PH, right? That it is a good business. However, from from experience that, it's an AR business. Everything's accounts receivable. <laughs> you don't have cash flow, right? You have a 10 or 11 digit accounts receivable paycheck.
0: Mm. Good
1: luck with cash flow though. But just walk through that. Why Dev shop? Why do Filipinos, especially tech people, have the tendency to do that versus building product?
3: I, I think it's a journey. Uh, mm. The Philippines per se and the mindset of Filipinos... Have always been consumers, right? And so you kind of see it why we're such an importation country. Mm. So my point being, there was really it was very difficult to find precedents of building something on your own. Uh, Typically, and of most people, the the very easy path is start just trading and selling, right? Mm. And that also applies, I think, to services. Because number two, I think the Philippines also has a problem with good management people. Mm. You know what needs to be done, but you want somebody else to be telling you how it's done. Now, I think that's a true problem. Uh, It's very difficult to have people who think and who understand both the technology aspect and the, the, the business aspect of things, right? Now, right. I'm not going to say that I'm much better than the next Joe or the next one. Yeah. But in reality, that was the distinction that I had to create. No, Iba would always say, you know, uh, if all you have is a hammer, every problem is a nail. But mm. sometimes it
1: really isn't always the case. It's like whack 'em all, you know, boom, I'm- you just want to be able to whack everything up just because. And again, you oversimplify, and that, that's so beautiful. That's that, and that's true. But before I, I go to you, Bert, real quick, you've built product also. So you said you again, everything looks like a, a nail if you have a hammer, but you're one of the very few that actually have built product. Walk us through several things you've done, uh, Flick Flyer, you've helped the Quick Wire long time. That's historic. You know. All right. And then, you know, tech stacks evolved. You know, I still remember the very first time I talked to you and Iba. It was a raid the fridge. Minette asked me. They just recently funded me as Guestless. was a website, shitty ass website that we built out. I said, hey, the future of this market is going to be mobile. And I said, hey, how can I build that app? Very first thing she told me is talk to Bing and Iba. Talk to you guys. and <laughs> realize what the hell, I don't remember what we talking about, but. All I re- remember from that conversation is like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. I want to work with them somehow, some way down the road, and I want to be friends with you. And again, that, 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 that was the beginning of a long friendship. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, walk me through these platforms and how that love and how that diversity of not just using a hammer from product to product evolved for you.
3: Well, to be honest, before, it was really a personal strategy, right? While you're doing your own, uh, you're doing customer work, you've always want to have some form of a pet project, right? Mm. So, you know, uh, one, we were very lucky and I always see, you know, uh, I, I can always turn lemons into lemonade. Whenever we had customers, there was always an evolution of what the right Software platform was going to be for one thing from a technology stack. So we had the opportunity to explore a lot of them. That's number one. Uh number two, the world was really moving into a lot of technology in the past 20 years. There was a lot of growth. Essentially, when I started, I was very focused on SMS. I was actually a content provider. That was the start mm. of everything for me. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So that, that's how old I am. Um, <laughs> we're all old here. Yeah. There you go. So every three years, I would get to see where the industry was moving. Right. And part of you know uh, pet projects being pet projects, we're always seeing which customers I would enjoy working with the most. It. it was always a thing. I was fairly confident with the team that I had. So where the opportunity came, um, it was always a conversation. And number two, I was very disciplined in understanding how tech could be very difficult, right yes, and so I would always, because I enjoyed it, have the chance to meet the right people at the right time and always provide a tech stack or tech assistance for those who needed it. no that's amazing. um and so the approach may not have been uh extremely planned but it was always a choice for me and God. so it during that time when i start when 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 we had the technical chops to start doing it you know i had help i portfolio manila when it was the first year of idea space doing right, it right 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 i remember we did our own so portfolio manila was a, a platform that was Focused with designers, no, to so that they yeah. have a, an online portfolio of their work. I remember had them having a beautiful site. Yes, Rina and Trina, fantastic designers from New York. Right, and then we ended up creating Flickflyer. It was a video-based uh, classified ad platform. Uh, that was a time when software and hardware were starting to become more. How shall I say that? they were more advanced that um, mm. was more consumer based they were not too expensive handsets though no? got it people could really start using the video capabilities of the phone and next to that you know among others were a few startups that you know we really helped including quickwire
1: see right we- yes no another and- guy that's been there forever Absolutely. He still now, still gets drunk in every startup event. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. In any startup event race, they're drinking with this young minions now. Yeah. The minions and, change, but the content is ring. Yep. There you go. And
3: he's absolutely charming. He he's he's <laughs> yes. extremely well spoken, very, very smart, very brilliant man. So I've always enjoyed that conversation. See, so so that kind of personality is so magnetic, you'd want to work with that, right? right? The only asset I had was a dev team. A very complex hammer, though. Yes, absolutely. That. Absolutely. So, so that's, uh, that's partially my journey and, and you know, the opportunity to choose who I got to work with. So these got were it. part of my history.
1: All right. Now let's jump to Mr. Hubert real quick. So again, if Bing was the geek, and he said that you've been working with him for for a long time. Walk me through your origin story. What what was your foray into entrepreneurship or into tech? What what was that like? And because you've you've been again national sales manager for Matahari Trading. You've done food. You know this is a very complex skill set that you've been doing for a long time. But walk me through that journey.
4: Yeah, I never planned my career to be in FMCG. It um, okay. just so happened, uh, I was uh, the NSM. Yeah, as you can see there. But basically, I was employee number one. So I was the national salesman. So I'm the only sales guy in that company. So that's uh, where absolutely. I learned my chops, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I went through this career in reverse. Um, most people works in corporate, then transfer to a smaller entity. Uh, I started with right. a small distribution group, a multi-line in fact, not even those big, giant companies. So wow. after that, um, one thing I realized there was since they're all small companies, my distributors are small. They don't have tech. So at the time, I'm a young kid, started out. So I just told them to use QuickBooks, MYOB, and teach their people how to use Excel. And in that time wow. where it was still in CDS. I just go to Green Hills and I won't elaborate more because we're already... Which different. part of Green Hills? The one that sells those CDs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, our philosophy there was since our distributor, we need this information. So how can I get this information? So I became a DIY tech person by providing them with this QuickBooks, MYOB and those things. Yeah. So fast forward, um, after 10 years, we got merged with a bigger entity. So that's my journey there to corporate. Wow. Huh? So at the time, I always felt different with my colleagues. But there's many things I learned from corporate, how to scale, you know, how to make things scalable. But maybe deep inside, mm-hmm. I was really an entrepreneur because in that first company, actually, I, when I talked to the owner, we just talk about sales and what to do. The rest, I run the whole company. So in essence, right. it, was, it was like my own company. So when I joined corporate, it was quite different. Uh, but it's a very learned, um, very fun exercise for me. Then finally, in my corporate days, um, surprisingly, I got to be appointed as the lead for systems and technology in that conglomerate, handling about six industries, 30 companies. Again, another question to myself. I'm not an accountant. I'm not an IT <laughs> it was just so funny because i was selling commodities and i kept on telling the owner that hey the only thing for me to survive is i got to use technology because in commodities you can't hire a lot of people because if the prices are wrong you have a lot of overhead so my dream there was oh, to always automate when i was doing my right. first company it's always proposing to the owners for almost five years to automate and automate but i guess they don't have that um Acumen because they just see it as a commodity business. So when I joined corporate, that's what I first thing that I proposed to the owner. Then fast forward, that's where I met Iba. Got it. And now let's let's go to Iba real quick,
1: right? So, Iba, obviously, I'm not going to ask you because you already have a whole episode, episode two, The Hustle of an Entrepreneur
2: if people want to find out more uh, i i want to thank ronster because we've done 100 plus episodes of Two nine a rider with mm-hmm. pna right mm-hmm. so thank if you guys you. want to find out more about me hundreds of hours of airtime so <laughs> <laughs> so i don't i want to keep the spotlight on bing and hubert
1: no but i want to okay you can, if you want to dig de- deep on eva's amazing journey also we have a whole new episode on that but before we take our first break this Skill set, this diverse skill set does not happen, you know, accidentally, right? Just, just walk me through Iba. How did you guys become friends, and how did you guys start to say, okay, you guys, you guys have your own shit going on. Like Yuvert has his job, Bing has his dev shop, Iba has a lot of things also going on. But somehow these things fell into place, and you decided to pay, hey. Is it friendship first or work first? How did that happen?
2: Uh, there are two bits of advice that my, my, my dad has given me. Uh, actually, three. Uh, one is uh, 90% of the job is just showing up, right? So I show up a lot <laughs> um, with all of the things that we do. I love what I do with Backworks. Mm-hmm. So just showing up and doing what you got to do. The second thing is you can get really far by just being a nice guy. And so with Hubert and Bing, they're both friends of mine. One was a friend from the corporate conglomerate space, right? Mm-hmm. that I would hang out with all the time. and the other is a a friend that we would do like crazy motorcycle adventures and 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 cr- like creating and creating stuff together, right? And I thought, I'll put these two guys together, and then let's see what happens. And that's how Pathwork started. Mm-hmm. And maybe being Hubert, if you you guys want to add, no. Um, and it's not it's not easy. You have to respect each other first, right? We get into and you know this startups. It's it's hard, it's yep. hard, and finding people that you enjoy working with is really important. Correct. But the second most important thing is finding people you respect, right? Because when it gets really hard and you're screaming at each other mm-hmm. for, because, you know, challenges that you face at the end of the day, you know that these two guys have got your back and you're going to be moving forward. It never becomes to the point where you're not on the same team.
1: Right. You have a different point of view. But you're trying yep. to achieve the same goal. Yep. and I would have to say, again, uh, I have that same friendship with my co-founder, Joseph. Shout out to Joseph. There you go. With also uh, our lawyer. There you go. Uh, lawyer of also. Again, who he has his own lens. I have my own lens, but we're trying to fucking win. And that's the only thing that matters. We, we might have different things uh, in terms of how to attack it. But, again, ego is the last thing we bring to the table. We're just trying to win together. And again, I see that with you guys. Now let's take our first break. And when we come back, now let's talk about how did Backworks originate? Because this story is so beautiful because this is not the, your run in the mill startup that, hey, it's an idea and people threw money right, at it right away. They grinded this thing out for a long time until all the stars aligned and became the right time. But let's talk about that more
0: after
1: Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about... That's saschallenge.ph And good luck and see you guys in Impact 24. The break. And we're back from the break. We are still with Hubert, Bing, and Iba, who then told us their amazing journey and how they decided to work together. Um, again, because of prior brotherhood. Let's just call it that. Of, of mutual respect and mutual hustle that they've, they've done. But Hubert, walk me through the itch because a lot of people who who do corporate for a while sometimes, again, feel that itch and never scratches it. Or if they do, they just don't want to take that leap. Walk me through your journey of how you decided, fuck this, I'm done working for someone, I'm going to jump in, it's my game now.
4: Yeah, Maybe before I jump off to that, uh, during my corporate days, since I was running a very big uh, sales organization where distributing coffee, condensed milk, uh, cooking oil, um, a lot of stuff, I realized my people was spending like seventy percent of their time doing Excel on how to slice and dice our sales, the performance, and everything. So it really reinforced that you know to have a sales organization that's more effective, you gotta use technology. Yeah, And in that line of thought, since Iba was handling one of the companies in that conglomerate, I kept on bugging him for a lot of stuff. Yeah, the DMS, you know, distributor system, salesman, let's automate everything from the warehouse, man. The only thing that we didn't talk about to automate was the janitor. So, yeah, maybe I guess it left a lasting impression with EBA. Fast forward in 2017, yeah, Iba can, you know.
3: I wanted to add something there because it was also funny. So I've been doing this for quite a while, always an outsourced company. And I was so shocked that everyone from distribution, Hubert, that I would get to work with, the problem of everyone in in the office was always that their laptop was so slow. But you know that time, (laughs) these laptops were already i3 and 16 gigabyte. And then when you ask them what they're doing with it, Oh, my God, these are 30,000, 40,000 lines of Excel. pivot table. <laughs> <Tivo> tables. tables. <laughs> it was so funny. So we kind of probably came to the same conclusion through different aspects and different angles.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, the origin story of, of the pack, right? Um, so Hubert and I, and this was the Sari Software Solutions era, yep. Sari.p. Yep. We were part of a big conglomerate, a uh, great group to work with, but they're into stuff like Hubert said, commodities. They, It's all about efficiencies Excel and Excel sheets, right? right? Um, I learned a lot. That's where I learned a lot about distribution and creating technology for Sari-Sari stores. This was, again, Sari software. Um, Hubert who was uh, head of one of the – he was lead, leading the digital transformation of one of the uh, subsidiaries of that conglomerate, it would bug me all the time. And I would have to tell you, Hubert, it needs – <laughs> like, like you owe him money. Yeah, yeah. Can you make this for me? And I'd be like, Hubert, <laughs> I can't just make it. It takes resources. Um, I need to justify it to the board. Uh, We need to build a business case around it. And he just kept on coming up to me and talking and talking about these things. And then Hubert's right. That stuck with me because he understood how technology could be used to help distribution. He understood it like nobody understood it, right? He had this vision of what he needed. And at that time, I was working with Bing. And Bing created all of these different technology stacks for different companies, for big telcos, for manufacturing, for some of the biggest companies in the Philippines, right? But they were all, like you were saying earlier, they were all these nails, right? right? They were all separate standalone products for HR, for accounting, for delivery, for all of these different products. And I told Bing... You got to meet this guy because maybe we can make sense of all of these things you've built, right? He has the code base. Maybe we can make a product out of it. So the challenge with SARI was it was just too early. Um, Telco costs were too high. Devices were still expensive. And the people we were making the technology for just weren't ready. The digital literacy and comprehension wasn't there. Right. right, so we kind of put that on the back burner, and then we started focusing on enterprise solution. Got it. So, um you,
3: Iba, remember? Even that wasn't that. That's partially true because we've always said enterprise had all of the money. They had all of the yes. the, the companies serving them already. We actually wanted to bring it down. So initially, mm. our target was the SME market, right? So even during that time, there were already sparks of what we thought we wanted to do, no? Yep, it was yep. bring technology down.
2: So but, I was already kind of thinking, with the Sari Sari stores, it's too expensive to reach them, right? Mm-hmm. It's too expensive from a, data standpoint from a hardware standpoint from, from an education standpoint so before we 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 made this massive and very successful pivot we were working with um we we got Bing's deep knowledge and we there made a go. product out of it right
3: not successful <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I'm gonna gloss over a whole bunch of other things but then the pandemic hits right, right. At the same time, we're working with a big brand, an FMCG brand, okay. and I still have that itch. And Hubert has deep understanding of distribution. And they're like, hey, can you help us out? So this is pre-pandemic. And we roll out, we have the most successful Sari Sari store rollout
4: with them wow. in their history. In their 10-year right? wow. history.
2: In their 10-year history, after, they've uh, gone through uh, multiple providers. Yeah.
4: Four? Almost we're the fourth provider. <clears throat> okay. Yeah,
2: And we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But still, we're still working on these uh, enterprise solutions. Then the pandemic hits, and we see utilization usage in the Sari Sari stores sky, skyrocket. Because right. big stores are closed, groceries are closed. And the only people providing food and supplies, ayuda even, yes, because yes. Not papa utang yung sari-sari store, are these small stores. And they need technology more than ever. Of course. And that's kind of where Packworks comes in. My old partners from that conglomerate, um, they graciously give me the IP. Wow. Marks of uh, Sari software solution. So when you say this is Sari 2.0, because we have such great brand awareness with Sari, that's how we got some of our cu- customers Yeah, uh, and some of our brand principles. Mm-hmm. Um, it is literally now Sari 2.0 because Packworks owns the trademark and the IP of, of
1: Sari. So it is sari.ph. Absolutely. But here's one thing that I want to zero in because Yes, we, we're, we're now jumping into the pandemic and why the timing was right. But in between 2013 to 2020, it's a long time. And I remember Iba would post on a certain day of the week that he's in Kubao. You guys are chugging away at it at a small office somewhere trying to do Sari. This is the story I want to unfold you, Because guys, you guys are epitome of the long game. A lot of startup founders now, and this is including me when I was starting out, I'd come in and like I expect to be funded the first 6 to 12 months just because of my pedigree, just because of my idea, because of the market opportunities. But you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, bootstrap this thing, manage to stay afloat, found ways to make money. And when the right timing came... Packworks happen. But uh, let's talk about those dark times.
2: Uh, okay. The dark times. I would say that I'm very grateful to our partners and the people who believed in Sari. And they're yeah. still friends yeah. up to now. Uh, they were there in our big event. And what we did with Sari was we had created a commercial product that Globe was selling. Mm-hmm. Right? That non Salary, salary stores were using because they had the same pain points, but they could afford it. Mm-hmm. All right. Ducks was for a different, we had a soft exit, sold it to um, an ERP company, and then we hibernated it. Mm-hmm. Then I bring in Hubert and Bing, and we start working together, creating solutions for conglomerates. It wasn't a startup. It was uh, revenue generating business but there was a big brand they approached us we we wanted to do it like a kind of a way of giving back because i still believed that i wanted i st- we we still wanted to help sari-sari stores right, right right and then the pandemic hits and then you have that incredible growth and we have um we make that decision to go all in because got we have it, product it. market fit, and we still have the freaking tech stack, and we have the deep experience in making these tech, and in and, and working with these stores.
1: Got it. One last thing before we talk about the the hot mistake, because that's a that's the fun part, right? I, the reason why I wanted to talk about that is simple because not everyone and and I look at it from a from my lens now because I've talked to every single type of founder in the Philippines back then. When we were talking, Iba and Bing, sorry, I haven't met you yet, Hubert, but you're poggy still. Okay. Um, but back then, you go to a Raid the Fidge event, probably 70 to 80% of the people there are local Pinoy founders. Local. They're not from the States. They're from here. They're trying to solve a problem here. TAM is small, but we all have the same common denominator. It doesn't matter the vertical, right? There's some expats here and there and whatnot. A lot of those startup founders that were in our time, the early raid, the fridges, probably half of them are no longer there because it was too early. The check sizes weren't there. The market, the, the ecosystem just wasn't built at all. There wasn't enough role models to say, what is a product market fit? How do you scale? How do you properly fundraise? Nobody taught that shit. You were, or there was, it wasn't a good fit. But I wanted to understand a couple of things. The key to getting this far was literally bootstrapping and literally not depending on outside funding to make sure that you make it till the end. That's what I want to know. By doing enterprise deals, you got this far. So when the timing was right, the hockey stick happened. What did you guys do in between those years, chasing after you know big conglomerates first and whatnot and, and all these things? So that now when the timing was right, is there. Because there's still a bunch of startups out there that are like us, usually homegrown, that cannot get seed, that cannot get aid, that cannot get the funding. But they have an opportunity to make money. What did you guys do? Yes, Bing? I do want to share something. All of us
3: are in our 40s. We kind of were able to really put in the time, Right. So one, there's really a sense of maturity, okay? I can see somebody who's 20-something and somebody who's 30-something, and their mindset would be very different from us. That's that's one. Number two, I find that it's wrong to assume that money will solve all your problems. It is always wrong to think that an investor is the solution to your problem. It's not. I agree. That is one thing that so many entrepreneurs think is the only thing that they need, because even I remembered way back when I was in my early thirties. I would say that no, I know, ko to. Right. But you know, in hindsight, I really think that that was wrong. Mm. If I knew only now. That if I had that money then, I would have blown it. Correct. That much I know and I've learned. And so lastly, before I share this back to Hubert, is that doing good work is extremely humbling. Nobody will thank you for the work that you've done. Yes. And so this isn't about being featured in TechCrunch. This isn't about being featured in... Business or esquire—that's not the intent, right? So I don't know what we did, but we were able to find our purpose and our sense. But anything that you think solves that problem, you've got to go back and think about it again.
4: Yeah, uh, that phase run—we call it our B two B phase. We have two versions of B two B. We call it our Binondo to BGC phase. (laughs) So basically, we had that very diverse clients of distributors and wholesalers, from those big wholesalers in Binondo, all the way to our corporate clients like uh, Ayala and NMC's. So we did multiple systems, but our core was always FMCG, the distribution. But we went as far as farm systems, flying schools. Wow. Yeah. So you know, as they say in startup, right? You gotta survive first.
2: <laughs> um. What did we do between then and now? A lot of arguing. <laughs> 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 a lot of arguing. But again, going back to what 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 Bing was saying, you can have a lot of arguments with your co founders. And wake up the same. It's like fucking marriage, right? Yeah. Finding the right yes. co-founders and, and and being that age, our age now, young Titos of Tech, right? There we um, go. we've gone through a lot. Dude, you've gone through a lot. The way yep. you would react to a challenge now. Totally different. Is totally different. It's not the end of the world, right? Yep. And the other thing is just ridiculous amounts of grit. I don't have grit. No, but Hubert and Bing are freaking crazy. Uh, These guys are hungry and aggressive. I'm happy. (laughs) 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 And, 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 And I think that's, that's, I need them. I need them to be that way. Right. Yeah. Because we wouldn't get here without that, that, they they got massive balls, man. There. Uh, they got a lot of guts,
1: right? And that's that's what I wanted to share uh, to, to this because a lot of the startup founders, if you look at the listenership of Hustle Share, they're in their twenty or young twenties to early thirties. But guys, what you think you're going through right now as a founder, right, isn't the end of the world. Be be grateful. For the shitty ass years because that will make or break you and how you react. And sometimes you will fuck up. I did. I lost my first startup. I got lucky in my second. I'm on my third one. Did I see? Did I have a lot of foreshadowing from the first one and the second one till now? A little bit, but now this is everything that I'm doing is uncharted territory. I'm a rookie again. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But one thing that prepared me for this was the shitty days. All the shitty days. And again, having that argument with the co-founder, that healthy argument, because I've seen, guys, I'll just share. I've seen great startups now, race A, series B, series C, that they'll have an argument, but in the end, the founder leaves. And that's scary. At the forefront of, of a startup and one of those founders leaves, if, say, worst case happens, they fail that would leave an indelible mark, not just to them, but the whole ecosystem. We're all fucked again. Because uh, you know how sometimes investors like to oversimplify a market that, oh, that of that failed there. So maybe everybody is a failure, right? So it's, it's that uh, healthy argument. And I'll, I'll just ask you guys that before we take our last break. How do you guys argue and still be, the, be on the same page after that?
2: Ah uh, malaking bagay. I, I have a simple question. The company owes us all a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and our families.
0: <laughs> right.
2: No, I mean I mean really you've we we've, we've invested a lot here, right? A lot to the point where in we need to make it happen. We've not just invested money, we've invested time. Blood, sweat, and tears. Political capital, uh relationships. There's a lot on on this. So we need to, we're aligned. We are going to make this massive. We're gonna make this uh startup go across the region to emerging markets. We are putting our names on the line. We're all yeah. in. And if if after you have a fight, you wake up the next day, you, you know, you're still all in. Right? And you have to understand that this person is also coming from a perspective that wants to grow the company, wants to hit your targets, wants to create value. Everybody here, no matter what the fight, is trying to create value for the company.
4: Hubert. Yeah. Um, being into 40 year olds, right? Uh, I'm into 20 year old Actually, wrong. we're a bunch of 20 year olds, except for industry veterans. <laughs> 20 years of industry experience, which was wow. which was funnily uh, very powerful for B2B plays. Because in, in order for you to succeed on B2B place, you must have domain expertise and a bunch of experience in that industry. So, you know, uh, in every crisis, challenge, um, that's where we found our clarity actually to focus on this. Yeah.
3: Got it. I have two things. Okay. One, I think it's very nice that, there is a vision that we respect. And I know that if one of us quits, ang talo si nanay ye. So for us, it's more valuable having that purpose and intent. That's one. But number two, as I mentioned, we're all veterans here. And so I say that an overnight success takes 10 years. Yes. Right? we're not disillusioned to think that we'll be a billion dollar company tomorrow, that tomorrow might be a goalpost five years or 10 years from now. That's completely clear in our heads. Right. Right. And I will also add that lastly, I don't think that, um, I really think that for all of us here, we semi, uh, Believing that uh, you do what you love and you do- don't have to work, it's actually a lie. It's only half of the equation. Mm. There's got to be true intent. There's got to be true solution. There's got to be business sense. Yes. Don't be infatuated with all of the, gla- uh, the glimmer. It's not all that glitters is gold. So it's all a function of us coming up with all of these lines that people have said and right. we say that's bullshit.
2: <laughs> Crypto, <Yeah>. blockchain, NFT.
1: <laughs> yes. Shiny Plenty object the- syndrome and all that. Yep. Correct. Now, I, I just want to chime in on this one because that's absolutely correct. And Joseph and I are the same, right? Uh, my co-founder in PA. Episode number three after EBA is, yeah, we'll bicker, but there sometimes there will be always be a stalemate. And I'll just share what we do when there's a stalemate. And I copied this from literally uh, Amazon. It's a disagree and commit rule. It's like, dude, I'm sure. I know you disagree, but commit with me on this one. I, I'll pull that card. I am sure. If we fuck up, kill me. I'll take it as a man, but I'm sure. So I use that card. He uses that too, you know. But we don't use that. It's that super emergency thing that you know. There's it's like I'm fucking sure. Like we ride with me on this one, ride shotgun. I'll make sure we win, right? Because we're trying to win the same game anyway.
2: Okay, Hubert does that all the time, and it's freaking scary. But (laughs) still here. So we commit. And we, uh, no, but Hubert's like, trust me. And I'm like, oh my God, we owe so much money at this point. You know what I mean? But he got us here. It, it It's that vision. But it is stressful because Hubert does that all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, but Hubert, before we take our first break, when you take those leaps, or because I know the gun is on the, it's on the table, all three of you are looking at it, but you're the one who picked it up and actually pulled the trigger. How do you make that decision, because you know what's on the line. You know all the investments that you've put in, you know what it takes, and sometimes it might just kill the company.
4: How do you get that brevity to actually pull the trigger? Actually, um, I don't know if um, it's a it's a mindset, maybe. Uh, this is a thing that I learned in my corporate days. I keep on speaking with my other colleagues that you know I know that they have the same intellect level and appetite for this stuff. I keep on asking him that, hey, how come other people are so afraid? He told me one thing. <laughs> hey, Hubert, you and I, maybe on my personal level, is the way you think is like this. When people say, why are we going to do it? Your default mind is uh, to say it. Why not? So it, it gave me a better perspective on people. So I always have that mindset. In everything, why not? Right. That's amazing. And
1: right. you need that in a only shot a caller. Know. It's the one that would shoot the last be- last shot in the game to win it. You know, I, I do want to share that
3: there's something very powerful about the three of us. Our expertise are very different. Right. We've gone through the toughest moments. If Iba makes a call, we'll fight. But I trust him implicitly. If there's something that's with the strategy of the platform, we fight about it. But when we follow, okay, we'll trust you. And that goes also for the tech side. So there's that, again, that is a function of maturity. When it's all the three of us, there's no pride. That's a killer. Yep, ego. Yeah, ego. And then lastly, we don't do chismes. We don't do marites. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm not happy with Iba And this happened before Iba, we got pissed off I said, oh, so what do we do now? Okay I say sorry, he says sorry, then we go Next, we move to the next uh, hump. If if I get uh, into a shouting match with Hubert Again, no pride Hubert, I'm sorry I did that And Hubert would say the same thing Okay, let's proceed Let's do, because you believe in it so much To fight about it, right? right. And so we're all in we're always all in in everything, but not because that. we default to something. But we
1: kind of know where our expertise lie, and that's right. very very important. It's being great in your role, just like an all star team, right? You know, if you need if you need a bucket, you give it to this guy. You need to stop. You need to get You need to create a play. That's what it is. All right, now let's take our last break, and when we come back, now let's talk about the perfect timing. What? led to the perfect timing and how did Sari become Packworks, and you know how did the hockey stick happen how did the right things fall into place well, let's talk about that more after the break business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what really matters. Learn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. We're back from a break. We are still with Bing, Eva, and Hubert of Packworks again. Amazing episode so far. I love it because we talk about the real stuff. How, what it takes to create a great team. Because at the end of the day, it's the team that will push you through. The TAM will always be there. You know, this e- ecosystem has been there with again uh, with with a lot of the startups who are trying to operate in this space now. And I've seen so many, at least from the Philippines, that have now. Been getting significant funding and looking also at the our counterparts in in the Southeast Asian region, this is something that's always bankable. But again, this doesn't happen by accident. So, Iba, you talked about it briefly earlier, about how you guys got to the right timing when the pandemic hit. Can we talk about that in detail of how that literally came from? Okay, Sari 1.0 to technically Pacworks now, and what led to this massive growth that eventually you guys led you to, the, to tech stars and raising also $2 million?
2: I think this goes to the dark days of the pandemic, right? Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows how long it's going to last. We have these ridiculous enhanced ECQ, GCQ, MEC, all of these, the alphabet. Oh right my god and what's happening is the only sliver of of traction is from the data and the usage on these sari-sari stores mm-hmm. right the big brands uh, that we're working with they're like holy crap we're not getting information from all of our normal sources you guys are the only ones Got so it. we make a big, and then our, our, our corporate clients love them. They're great, but they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, a month from now, a year from now either. Yep. So we make a difficult decision to say, we're going to go all in with where we see this glimmer of hope. And we just start pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching, and pitching until we get uh into the Kubo accelerator. Right. Oh. And then after that, we get into, we're robots at this point. The beauty of the pandemic was that everybody is accessible. Yes. You don't have to be. One zoom away. (laughs) One zoom away. So we have all of these meetings lined up. We get rejected. Fine. We learn from it. Why did we get rejected? We iterate. We iterate. We iterate our pitch. And then, yeah, and Cuba says yes. And then, ADB. Wow. We're the first investee wow. of uh, Toby, ADB who's now in Kaya, by
3: the way. <laughs> yep, yep. Boy Navarro. Toby it's Boy, Boy Navarro. And mm-hmm. Daniel,
2: uh, they become our heroes. Wow. And again, going back, it's not about the money, right? Because these guys are freaking awesome partners. Right? Then, after that we get into tech stars and then you know and it's just a series of yeses and then we 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 meet with uh fast and cvc but majority of our raise was really from because we were now we because of the pandemic we now have access to people all over the world got it and Techstars gave us ADB and Techstars; those two gave us so much street cred. Uh and and so we learned so much from them. Got
1: it. That's amazing. Now, again, iteration. Everybody, you know, technically does that. We we you get a hundred pitches, you get one. That that that's technically the ratio, but. In the in between you guys iterating, you're also taking advantage of the opportunity at hand. You're actually making bank and actually making traction. Walk me through how you guys balance that out because it's not just all about pitching. There's a startup to be run. How did you guys run the startup, scale the startup while you guys were also pitching, Hubert?
3: Um, discipline, a lot of discipline. You know, we were working 16-hour days. Oh, because I mean, you got to run the company. And I, again, lemon, lemonade from lemons, right? I knew Techstars was going to be in the evening. So we still wake up at 9 a.m. We do the shift and then we continue on to 11 p.m. and we finish oh until God. 3 or 4 a.m. I mean, there's Oof. no shortcut. There's no shortcut.
2: Oh, well, well. I, let me add about Techstars now. Okay. So it's a three month program. Okay. Pre pandemic, you have to, fly and relocate to to colorado so like YC. yeah because of the pandemic they allowed us to do it from the philippines just the Another last couple perfect of weeks timing. there you go and at that time we had we had uh, a pretty solid team here right uh and 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 it's a lot of people donating their time to help us out uh, our Exacom rocks. I mean, you can dedicate a whole episode to our Exacom, and the awesome thing is because we're able to do these accelerators from home. Even it's not just the founders that are part of the accelerator. We had the largest contingent in tech stars. We outnumbered the entire cohort <laughs> because sinama namin yung buong team, and they learned from it, right? So that was we were very very lucky.
1: Nice. But What are the things specifically that Techstars teaches you? Because we've, we've had perspective of people that have been to YC, that have been to Iterative. What's the Techstars experience? That they don't understand how it is,
3: asia <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, what I learned the most
2: is their, their hashtag, right? Their mm. hashtag is give first. I think that's really powerful. We met with mentors and investors from all over the world, and a lot of them were from the U.S. who didn't understand Sari Sari stores, but but they introduced us to Arise. Right, Arise is um is basically Telkom Cell In Indonesia Finch. and yeah. Fish Capital and Finch Capital, right? And because they introduced us, we're the first investee. Of Telcom Cell, and Finch through the Arise Fund in the Philippines. Wow! So, I mean, we they introduced us to a lot of great. It wasn't direct, but because of that give first mentality, they connected us to a lot of great people who did understand Sari Sari stores.
1: Wow, that's amazing! But okay, so is it? What are the intangibles? So, you said everybody learned from from that contingency that went to. Boulder We're in Colorado. Boulder, yeah, Boulder. Or Denver. Okay. Boulder. Denver. We were in Denver. We are in Denver. Denver, we're in Denver. The home of Chipotle. There you go. Yes. Yep. We had Chipotle every day, man. Yeah. There you go. All day. But I wanna I want to understand what are those other intangibles? Because of course, fundraising is not item number one. What are the other things that you guys learned? Can I share two? I have two. Sure. When you talk, when you mean
3: iterative, there really was a crash course. You know. The three of us in our day jobs, and then when you come into the evening, they would really cram up so many of these uh, mentors to us, and we would be pitching eight times a day. And I was—we were all pivoting this after every presentation. Oh my god! You could not replace the power of that exercise. We did it for two weeks. That's powerful. So when I say iterate, we were iterating every hour. That's one. Number two, the access to mentors who had more of a global uh, experience. That also is super powerful because we were talking to startups in Kenya, in Colombia, in Mexico, in Indonesia. These are what we value. So, you know, being... Uh, being myself, Hubert and Eba were all like sponges for different mindsets, yep. Perspective. different yeah. perspectives. Take away anything from what we've done, say we're nothing, but at least we had we really milked that opportunity. We had the 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 the, the position to see how everyone else was doing it,
1: and I thought that was powerful. That is so amazing. So that, after all of that is done, and I can just imagine the freaking 12 weeks of doing that, that's exhausting. But again, that's just the start. So money's in. All these things are in. It's game time. And you mentioned, Iggy you guys already had product market fit. What are the things you guys did next? Because after all of these iterations that you're going to be doing… You know, it's not like, oh, you iterated during the the thing uh, and then you're going to go back to whatever system you're doing. That becomes the new standard that you guys are operating. How did you guys uh, move on?
2: Okay. So going back to um, we have been doing this for quite a while, right? Bing's uh, deep experience in technology, Uh, Hubert's deep experience in distribution and 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 mine with sari-sari stores and then timing so while we are it's freaking timing man really so covid not only opened up the world to us investor wise and mentor wise and network wise mm-hmm. um it also opened the eyes of the sari-sari stores to their need for technology it opened the eyes of the big brands for their need to te- for technology. And even as we were improving our product, we were improving it, but the market fit and traction was still skyrocketing.
4: Oh my God. Right?
2: Even with that, because we had built something with 20 years of experience before people realized that it was there. And once wow. they realized it was there, there, we didn't need to do much. So now, after the round, there's a lot. So we, we had an advantage because of that
3: timing. That's one big advantage, but you know, at the same time, I want to be a little bit proud of the team that we have, we've built. You no. Know? Um, we were closing clients even when we don't have money. So that's
1: when I say we had good product market fit. Bert, do that you want to share something? Uh, again, that's such, a, such an amazing thing. Again, before anything else, massive, massive congratulations to all of you guys in Packworks. But again, this is just the start. 20 years in preparation, but now is the hockey stick. What should people look out for in Packworks in the next coming months or years?
2: Okay, I, I, I want to add to what being said. Lang. Before we jump onto that, We're, we've got a lot of experience under our wings, right? Right. But Bing was saying we're closing clients left and right, even without the funding coming in. Utilization is increasing, even without money, right? But that's not because of Hubert Bing and myself anymore. Because not only were we lucky when it came to mentors, mentors, and clients and 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 the pandemic, we also were able to build an incredible freaking team Amazing. with no money, wow. huh? With no money because going back to what being said, it's the mission. COVID have not only changed the sari sari stores mindset, the big brands mindset. It's changed all of our mindsets. Eh? We're in. We're now looking for something that isn't just about the money it's not about working for these big companies it's about doing well and helping people out so yeah. our execom our developers our i mean our team is just full of rock stars who the last thing we talk about is salary
3: wow
1: that's amazing
3: and it's also discipline and being unselfish we don't have Payroll. They trust. They trust us. Yeah. They, very they, they take that. <laughs> and you see, it's a function of building that culture. Eh? And we we are very grateful for it. We don't take advantage of it. Mm. And they're the very first ones we think of whenever we don't have money and even when we have money. That, that is nice. one thing that we do. We respect everyone in the team. So that's the very first thing we always look uh, out you for. guys eat last.
1: last. Yes, yep, yep. absolutely. Exactly. Again, Hubert, invite people over. What's up next for Packworks in the next coming years and months that you guys are going to be hustling for? I know this is just, again, it's a long time coming, but this is now that moonshot that we're looking at.
4: What's next? Yeah,
2: how are you going to spend the $2 million, Hubert? <laughs>
1: I think that's the question. So
4: it's really to nurture more the Sari Sari mm-hmm. stores, you know, build the capabilities of these stores, you know, make them uh, more robust entrepreneurs. But in the end, we want to solve the next challenge, which is really how to address the price of poverty. If we're gonna look at it, right. the smallest guy pays the highest interest rates, right? So yep. that's really what we're trying to fix. Then mm-hmm. they work on very thin margins, but the the fees uh, from financial institutions are very high. So that's the next exciting part. Yeah. And we'll
1: definitely be watching out for that. But again, guys, thank you very much. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast app. And if you see any five-star rating there, give us a five-star. Okay, so that we can actually actually get feedback from you. And again, if we did say some jargon or any type of links or whatnot, it's going to be in the show notes on HustleShare.com. And lastly, it's going to be and if you want to be part of our little community, these are not the Sari Sari store people, but these are also Hustle Share listeners. It's going to be a Hustle Share community on Facebook. Again, Bing, Eva, and Hubert, thank you very much.
2: Thanks, Ron. Thanks um, I know. Yeah, I'm on. You know, your voice, it sounds so familiar. And I realize <laughs> where it comes from. Uh, after you did that spiel, I remember hearing you in one of those discotheques in
4: Cubao. Oh my god.
1: Yes. <laughs> my sideline.
4: You're bang, side bang Ali music. It's
1: Bang Bang Ali right, right now.
4: Right. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> the <legend name laughs> there you go
1: Again I thank you so much And I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.